Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Laughing Place podcast. We are recording this on February 25th, 2020. Hopefully you'll get this faster than most of our podcasts because the Walt Disney Company has a new CEO, the seventh CEO in the history of the organization, Bob Chapek. Uh, I don't want to confuse you as every other media outlet seems to. Bob Iger is remaining with Disney. Bob Chapek reports to Bob Iger. But um, everyone else now reports to Bob Chapek. So what this means is that uh, Bob Iger is becoming the executive chairman and will continue to be um, lead the board of directors. He will stay on through December 31st, 2021 in that role. He is not expected to stay on past that role, even as another position. Some have wondered if he would stay on as chairman or something like that. But that is not the case. Bob Chapek will become the CEO of Disney. The way this is being pitched... Well, he is. Well, he is. The, I'm sorry. He is the CEO of Disney. The way this is being pitched is Bob is going to take on leading the creative efforts. Supposedly, according to Bob, there are things he wants. Which went, one? Uh, you are so right. This is going to be obnoxious <laughs> for the next 18 months. Uh, Bob Iger has things he wants to do creatively with the organization. And... I, I'm setting it up for future success. So there's lots of questions about, you know, what's the future of Lucasfilm? What's the future of 20th Century Fox? What's the future of Hulu? Supposedly he will be leading those efforts while Bob Chapek will handle the running, the day-to-day running of the organization. So we're here to chat about that. Uh, to joining me today are Kyle. Hello. And very special guest star, co-founder of LaughingPlace.com, Rebecca Mosley. Hello. So I'm just going to give a little rundown of this, those statements, and then we'll talk about what this means. So Bob Iger says, with the successful launch of Disney's direct-to-consumer business and the integration of 21st Century Fox well underway, I believe this is the optimal time to transition to a new CEO. I have the utmost confidence in Bob and look forward to working closely with him over the next 22 months as he assumes his new role and delves deeper into Disney's multifaceted global businesses and operations, while I continue to focus on the company's creative endeavors. Bob will be the seventh CEO in Disney's nearly 100-year history, and he has proven himself exceptionally qualified to lead the company into its next century. Throughout his career, Bob has led with integrity and conviction, always respecting Disney's rich legacy, while at the same time taking smart, innovative risks for the future. His success over the past 27 years reflects his visionary leadership and the strong business growth and stellar results he has consistently achieved in his roles at Parks, Consumer Products, and the Studio. Under Bob's leadership as CEO, our portfolio of great businesses and our amazing and talented people will continue to serve the company and its shareholders well for years to come. Mr. Chapek said, I am incredibly honored and humbled to assume the role of CEO of what I truly believe is the greatest company in the world and to lead our exceptionally talented and dedicated cast members and employees. Bob Iger has built Disney into the most admired and successful media and entertainment company, and I have been lucky to enjoy a front row seat as a member of his leadership team. I share his commitment to creative excellence, technological innovation, and international expansion, and I will continue to embrace these same strategic pillars going forward. Everything we have achieved thus far serves as a solid foundation for future creative storytelling, bold innovation, and thoughtful risk-taking. So I'm just going to lead it off by saying it is very clear that Bob Chapek is trying to say, 
I am going to keep doing what Bob Iger is doing. He talks about the three strategic priorities of Disney, which has been Bob Iger's three strategic priorities since he became CEO. He talked about risk-taking, which is Bob Iger's little, uh, you know, sort of thing he does, which is not manage the status quo. And uh, I think he's really trying to give off the vibe to Wall Street and probably everyone else that, we're not. This isn't a bold new direction for the Walt Disney Company. We already did our bold new direction, and Bob Chapek's going to execute on it. What do you guys think? Uh, why don't you, uh, Kyle? Well, first of all, I think it's great that they're already injecting uh, Fox IP into Burbank by having the two Bobs from Office Space. I think that's a really <laughs> smart move. And um, no, I think. Uh, I, I don't think that the choice is left field. I think it's obviously the one that. Disney fans, especially Disney Parks fans, were dreading. Uh, I don't think it's the one Wall Street necessarily expected, but I don't think anyone expected it to go down this way. Um, I, I think we kind of were just supposed to figure out who it was going to be, and then you know maybe they'd be like co-CEO or something for a while while they trained up. So I don't think anyone saw. Oh, hey, it uh, technically the the Iger era is over, just like that on a random Tuesday. Rebecca? I was excited by the announcement because it's internal. With all the acquisitions and and kind of expansion of what it means to be the Disney company, I there was a part of me that wondered if it, there would be somebody who kind of had had that, I don't know, that Disney experience, you know, coming through the ranks, as it were. And so given how long um, Chapek has been directly involved in Making money for Disney, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I'm I'm excited that that's kind of what his resume is coming into the position. Have I told you my theory? Uh, Bob Bob Chapek uh, got his uh, degree in microbiology, and so they're really concerned about the coronavirus <laughs> and wanted someone who could lead through it. Um, <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. So so I I, I think I think. Wall Street did something interesting today where it Disney stock lost its uh, lost some money and then in after hours and then it went back up to kind of normalize. And I think the way it was rolled out, announced, and the way it's actually being executed kind of created a disconnect because we had kind of expected that someone would be named as sort of like chief operating officer, as Tom Staggs had been, given a trial run of some sort and then be named CEO. That's obviously didn't happen this time. But in the end, Bob Chapek is not on the board of directors. Bob Chapek reports to Bob Iger. It's not all that different from when Tom Staggs was president. They're just using different titles. And I think part of that is because the timing, they're sort of running out of time. And I think... Bob Iger has made it clear he does not want us to extend yet again. And I think we um, – so I don't know that it's like today's – yes, if you look up in Wikipedia, Disney has a new CEO today. But it Disney doesn't have a new person running the organization at the highest level. You know, I, I, think, I think we fail to remember that – there's been seven CEOs of the Walt Disney Company. None of them were Walt Disney. 
I know it. I know it's weird to look to Michael Eisner in the midst of all this, but I actually found his tweet very helpful for me in kind of navigating what was going on because in offering his congratulations to Iger in the tweet, he also went on to say that, you know, and he still has his hand on the creative rudder for almost two more years. And then he, you know, says that Chapek's going to be this new CEO of Disney reporting to Iger. So I think that for me, at least, it really helped me to understand better that there's going to be, um, it, it's like a stable transition. It's not just, uh, okay, you're out the door and now this other guy is here and, and it's all going to be on his shoulders and you have you have no nothing to do with us anymore. Yeah, and you know, the shareholder meeting will still be run by Bob Iger because he's the chairman. And I So why did was, Wall Street so why did Wall Street and and everybody react so like chicken head cut off scenario throwing hands because, in the air? Because they read the tweet or you know, they read the the, the headline of Bob Chapek named CEO of the Walt Disney Company and they don't get to the second paragraph right away and they're too busy selling. You know, if you saw once, if and there was a huge sell-off the, anyway, so that it's not just right. Disney news, right? And I think if you looked at when the call started and they sort of explained things, then the stock rebounded. It's like okay. you know, I, I think the way they did it was unexpected. But in the more you think about it, the less unexpected it should have been. How, else, not, would, maybe, how else would you do it? Yeah, That's what I, I mean, right? And you, you know. The, the, well, we didn't see this coming. Well, you're not supposed to. You know, we, we, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company changes every 15 years or so. So it's not like something you're where there's one right way that we're used to. You know, it's like the Pope. You know, it happens a couple times in your lifetime, and every time's a little different. And I think when they, because Disney is bigger now, Bob, if you, if you take Bob for his at his word, and he's not one to typically lie, or even really mislead, perhaps to a fault. Uh, you know, there's things that need to be sort of set up creatively. Right now, Fox has no leader. Um, you know, there's questions about what's the future of Marvel and Star Wars and these other brands, and they need to sort of set a course moving forward. And I think Bob really has a passion for this. I think there's a. It's now becomes obvious why the. Hamilton movie comes out in October 2021 and not January 2022. Um, and I think it's just, we, as we digested it, 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 it was just different words to describe the scenario we were expecting. But, I mean, talking about Mr. Chapek himself, and I'm doing that just to keep us all straight. Um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on him? Uh, Rebecca, I know you've done a lot of thinking. <laughs> okay. Well, first, first of all, I um, find that he has a word. You know, certain when you see certain people speak, they have certain catchphrases or words that they use. And I've noticed in watching his um, interview today on CNBC and then also his IAPA presentation from a couple of years ago, he likes the word disruptor. He likes to talk about Disney as being the disruptor. And that kind of goes into that risk-taking um, discussion that you were talking about with, um, with uh, Iger. So that was the first thing that kind of jumped out at me. The other thing that um, 
for me, when I think of um, kind of a Chapek legacy, as it were, um, I, I think of an increase in cast experience. Like in the presentation at IAPA, there was a talk, there, he talked about the Aspire program and various of the other kind of um, initiatives and events that are being conducted more frequently on behalf of the cast. So he seems he seems to be focused on experience, improving the experience. Where is it that we can lead in guest experience and where can we lead in worker experience? Where can we be continue to be, you know, the Forbes um, leader of, you know, best workplace or whatever those titles are that Disney comes in, you know, second, third, fourth, so frequently. Kyle. I mean, it's kind of hard because I think a lot of the times when we see decisions we don't like in the parks, it's really easy to attribute all of those to the, <laughs> to him. <laughs> and um, so I, I think there's been a lot of that, but I, I, I think we may have people overlook a lot of the, the good that's come from the parks in the past few years, because some of the things that we don't like the trends, um, you know, people like to make jokes about everything being IP, even when it, <laughs> it shouldn't be. And, you know, there's easy criticism there. And he's, also not done a great job to dissuade any of those, you know, feelings. Like if you, I know we talked about it when uh, we had that interview with him in galaxy's mm-hmm. edge yeah. where, you know, it, you know, you did commend him at the time for, for being straightforward with us and saying things that, you know, we probably didn't want to hear all the time, but at the same time, it is slightly concerning. So it almost makes you wonder if him then being the CEO is, a different position like maybe you know uh maybe that changes things in terms of depending on who they put in his former role if if maybe it'll actually turn things back into a way that fans think it should be even though right now they're kind of dreading but dreading things overall the, Some the of them. thing that the thing that kind of quelches for me that fear because i know he has kind of a rep as like ip guy you know and and but I keep hearing him going back to the scenario, to the reality that if you have bad IP, it doesn't matter. Right. And, and so now if he's kind of in the role of, you know, kind of that grand, you know, role, then I guess to me, there's part of me that is comforted by the fact that he understands the importance of the story at the heart of everything else. So I feel like Bob Chapek gets a bad rap on this IP thing because he's open and honest about it when others might not have been. The IP thing is not a Bob Chapek decision. He probably supports it, but every look at the theatrical slate, look at our consumer products, look at even theatrical. There's no one they're not making the next Aida, right? Everything's based on IP. This company has transformed to be franchise based. That you cannot, you don't have to like that, but Bob Chapek has the guts, I think, to just be saying, This is what's successful. This is what our company is based on. And, you know, it's, I, what I give Bob Chapek credit for is he's a terrible public speaker, but that doesn't stop him from interview, having an interview with a 
bunch of fan sites at Gal- the opening Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Like he has nothing better to do. And, it, you know, it, this park is not built f- – the, the business needs to stretch out. It, it needs to include fans. But Harry Potter transformed the business. People want to live the stories. And yeah, I mean, I don't wish everything was IP, but we, we, you have to see why it's moved that way, especially as Disney spends gazillions of dollars to acquire new IP. And I think he doesn't always communicate it in a sort of fan sugarcoated way, but you know, it's better than to me, it's better than saying, Oh no, we have all, you know, we're, we care about all of our stories and then, just not do them. This is uh, the, I, I don't get why. And maybe it's just because theme park fans are just focused on theme parks. So they don't see that this is a Disney thing throughout the organization. This is not Bob Chapek didn't come up with the idea of building IP based attractions. And that's put the, the money there. And speaking of money, you know, at least, Bob, and once again, this is probably not completely just his decision. You can't say they cheaped out on Galaxy's Edge. You know, you might not like well, the I way. I don't think anyone's complaining about Galaxy's Edge. I think their complaint is Pixar Pier. Right, but I think they Pixar Pier was not the. Um, it, it was essentially an overlay. I mean, it's not. It, no one was building that as you're the brand. You're kind of making new. the point. <laughs> no, just, I, it was just one of those things that's just like, oh, of course they would. They're just going to shoehorn picks. Like we, this makes money, so let's just throw it over here. Even though it, like, like we talked about when it when it happened. Like for what it came out to be, like it's not the worst thing in the world. But just the idea of doing it is just so random. And why? Well, yeah, but it's not at the expense of the other stuff. It's. Previously, when Disney was accused – I mean, I'm old now. But previously, when Disney was accused of being cheap, they only did cheap stuff. But as they were building Pixar Pier, they were building Galaxy's Edge. They were laying the groundwork for Avengers Campus. Now, we don't know how that's going to play out. But, you know, it's it's not at the exp- – it's not the only thing they're doing. And, yes, if you feel that Disney should not build – needs to build more IP, non-IP based attractions or experiences, you're probably going to be disappointed and you're probably going to continue to be disappointed, quite frankly, no matter who the CEO of the Walt Disney Company is. Um, but um, I just wish Bob Chapek had someone around him who could teach him better stage presence and maybe as a result of this new role, he will have those folks that can teach him how to give a speech so that he can communicate you know, I think part of our biggest, the biggest challenge he has is communicating his passion. Um, can, can I ask? A, can I ask about another way to kind of rate him? Yeah. And, and that is um, D twenty three presentations, kind of the evolution of parks presentations at D twenty three before and after JPEG. How? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think I, he's. Be- I think he's better than Jay, not as good as Tom. Yeah, that's. I was going to say that was. That's kind. Of, I haven't attended a parks presentation in a few years, and and I just based on buzz, that was kind of the way I I felt like there was a bit more showmanship, let's say, to the way the parks presentations were coming across in since his tenure. I'm 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 partly asking because I'm you know, 
I, I mean, I think so. I mean, the content of the parks presentation is in terms of what's announced is not really anyone's right. <laughs> credit or success, but you can look at how he delivers the presentation and the investment in the presentation and all that. Cause and I think I, that, I think that shows off a bit of the personality or at least the pers- of how they wish their area to be exhibited to fandom, you know? So uh, that was kind of something that popped in my head as people were beginning to discuss, um, you know, the new guy as it were. Well, and I think Chapek shows that he does care about fandom. He might not always agree with fandom, and I think fandom dislikes him in in many ways. That some might be fair and some might not. But you know, he has pushed you know at the last at not the last expo, the one before that everyone there would get access to the soft opening of Fantasmic. You know that's that's something he pushed for. He's the one that always spends time at these media events with fan sites. It's um, there's just he, he loves that. What is the Society of Explorers and what's that thing? Society that, of Explorers and Adventurers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's C. Yeah. I forget if that's exactly what it stands yeah. for. So don't call me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, and he's a big. He's very passionate about that. You know, which I think he, I think he views that as his way of being able to brand out um, Disney created IP, so that it's it's a franchise, but it's a Disney Park created franchise. I don't know how that will go moving forward, but um, and I will I will say even people who you know the my sources tell me they might not he he can be awkward, he can be uncomfortable, it can be hard to watch him sometimes. But no one questions his um, decency as a human. Everyone says he's a good person, and everyone says he's fairly low maintenance. And that when he pushes, he pushes for the product, not pushes to make sure he has an extra fruit basket in his room. In his videos, he comes off authentic and approachable. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, and I don't know how. I think he's game for that stuff, which plays into it. But I think sometimes it can come across as a little um, stiff and awkward. Nobody can be as stiff as Iger was on stage, though. Right. And Iger's grown into – I mean, Iger now is, you know, passable, right? But Eh. Iger Iger wasn't that way at the opening DCA. I think the cardigans (laughs) – I think the cardigans help Iger, but not really his presence. Did you notice that um, Bob Iger and Bob Chapek were wearing the same thing on CNBC? Uh, no, no I, I, miss, I miss that. If you want to become CEO of the Walt Disney Company, wear a white shirt, dark jacket, no tie, unbutton the top button, and you too can become CEO of the Walt Disney Company. It'll be. I don't. Know, it's it's such a it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because, like you say. You're still going to have Iger as your host when you go to the, you know, the shareholders meeting and, and such. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It's like this fast, it'll be this fascinating experiment to watch. So also Bob Iger, I mean, sorry, Bob Chapek is 60 years old, which means struck me as old to be put in this position. Am I wrong? 
he's older than the people who that have preceded him as Disney CEO. He yeah. would not, I would not consider him old to be put in as a CEO. No, but just Disney CEOs tend to have longer runs. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah I told my husband, I was telling Doobie that it struck me as a, like a transitionary concept. Like this isn't, this isn't some, this isn't a dynastic choice. You know? Cause if you consider he's by the time, I mean, I don't know when Bob Chapek's birthday is, but let's say he's 62 when Bob Iger leaves. And if you say he retires at the same age of, you know, basically 70 that Bob Iger's at, you know, or Bob Iger's at 69, if you add in a year of transition, it's not going to be a particularly long run. But it's going to be a very important run because it's in this time when Disney's transitioning. So, and... Uh, to me, what's interesting is what's the second shoe to drop on this, right? Like, obviously, we need a new head of parks, experiences, and products, DPEP. Um, we need, you know, is someone else going to leave? Is Kevin Mayer, who supposedly just found out about this today, uh, going to get cranky? Um, you know, they not to mention they still need a head of Fox Studios, or sorry, 20th Century Studios. There's They just named a head of Hulu today so at least that position is full, filled but you know there, there's going to be a certain amount of resettling when you take a big rock out of parks and put it on top do you have um, a guess do you have a guess as to who you might think would be over over at parks is there speculation out there what names are being tossed around i haven't heard any speculation i think it's pretty clear that they didn't know this was going to happen because they just removed they moved everyone around um you know there's Obviously, there's a um, what's his name, international guy. International guy. Uh, Michael Mike, uh, Michael Glazer would probably be the name that sticks out. He runs all the international parks right now. Was president of Disneyland for a time. Well, I feel like Josh closed then, so he's good. Yeah, I feel like Josh Tomorrow just Josh Tomorrow and Rebecca Campbell just got there. So you know, I feel like that would be crazy, but also not the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, and if it is one of those two, I mean, it's not going to be Rebecca Campbell. I wouldn't think cause she's been at, at a park, you know, she came from television. So I think, uh, I think Josh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it. He's, you know, he's very passionate about taking care of the cast. You know, he, he sh- shows that he loves the brand, not to sound too chapecky, but, um, I, do, I don't know. I, I can't even, I can't even, I, do you guys have any ideas? I definitely don't. I was looking, I was looking towards you guys to give me some, some suggestions. Yeah. I mean, with, with George Calagridis taking his sort of step into retirement, it just kind of, whether forced or not is up for debate. But uh, I think it kind of left a little uh, obvious vacuum up top there. So who knows? Yeah. It could come from, you know, it could come from, just like Mr. Chapek came from a different division. It could come from, like, a senior executive at a different division could come over. It doesn't seem particularly likely, but, you know, I would have said the same thing about Bob Chapek being named CEO last week. So, um, I, I will say that if I took stock of who could have been a candidate as of today. If they, if I knew they were going to make this announcement today, Bob Chapek is the one I would have picked. There's other people who I definitely didn't want. There's other people I probably have been okay with, but Chapek would have been the guy I would have, if I said, yeah, we need to pick someone today. 
you know, I mean, partly because there's just not a lot of people in settled roles who could take the job, I, but I would have picked Bob Chapek. Any other thoughts? You are not alone in the in the um, Chapek pick. You can find certain business publications had kind of been pointing to him when we thought Iger was going to be leaving before the Fox acquisition. So his name's kind of been floating out there for a bit. Yeah, and I think I guess I just expected them to give the integration of Twenty One CF a little bit more time to settle. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not involved in the conversation, board level conversations by any stretch. So, you know, I don't know. I'm. I guess they. My guess is they looked at what they had. When you know, now that it was nine months after the acquisition was complete, and kind of took stock and picked JPEG. It doesn't sound like. Well, it sounds like they definitely sort of did did their due diligence. It doesn't sound like they really were considering seriously anyone else. But given the odd nature of the timing, I mean, oh, I don't know if the timing is the right way to put it. Given the, are you surprised that we aren't getting kind of a full reshuffle? Like, okay, so here's what's happened. You know, Iger is moving here and Chapek is moving there. And so therefore this person's coming into here. The fact that they didn't kind of have all those ducks in a row, does that not give you some wonder if there's another shoe to drop or is it just kind of the nature of business? Should oh, I don't think there's another shoe to drop. I think you just need to be, you need to keep this so close to your vest because of the implication that you can't really do the planning ahead of time. You know, okay, if they so start, to lay if they out start, that many steps would be to tip your hand when you don't want to. Right. So like, let's say they wanted to name a new head of parks. Well, if they went to, you know, Joe Blow and said, Hey, you want to be head of parks? They'd be like, why? I'm, where are you going? And then, you know, then suddenly more than the five people that probably knew about this today um, would know. And so you kind of, I'm sure they have an idea of who they want, but they have to have conversations. They have to negotiate. And those things really couldn't happen till today. It's been reported that no, literally even Bob Iger's direct reports didn't know this until today, which makes sense because you don't want anyone to have sort of a hissy fit until it's announced. But, um, yeah, I, I just think – I don't think there's going to be another major restructuring. I feel like they've just done that. And while there might be some evolution and some tweaking, I don't expect there to be a bold new corporate change. There's just – I don't think they have the stomach for it because they haven't really finished the last one. So in our video, we highlighted the the YouTube video kind of – uh, reporting on Iger's legacy. We talked about all the amazing, you know, uh, accomplishments that he's credited with regarding the Disney company, the Pixar acquisition, the Marvel acquisition, you know, it goes on and on. Um, if you were to sit down and say, you know, what's the Chapek legacy? What would you currently, what would you say to somebody, you know, what, what, what boxes has he checked off as it were? At parks or I mean, just in, in, in general, because I mean, I know he started at DCP, so uh, I think uh, it, well, he started at home entertainment, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, no, no, you're 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 right. You're right. It was um, home entertainment, and then um, over to DCP after Mooney. I think I think he is. Because that's what I'm having a hard time, kind of just I don't know developing a bio. I I don't think he's known for being splashy. I think he's known as managing. 
And I guess that's my biggest question. Is he going to be able to take those bold risks? I don't think it was a bold risk to build a Star Wars land at the parks, you know? He's willing to show levels of investment. But, um, you know, the more I think about it, the less it's hard to determine what's a, the biggest steps that any of these people are going to make, how much of it's Chapek and how much of it's Iger. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't just green light a billion dollar project just to do it, right? Like, I mean, there's, there's a back and forth. And that's why I think Bob, that's when Bob Iger is able to determine if he has it or not. It's not in, you know, was he open, able to open Galaxy's Edge? Was he able to, you know, have an effective management team? He sees it through the conversations he has and says about the state of the business. That's when he'll know if he has the head for it. Not, I don't think you can really point to one thing. I mean, he's, he's vault, he's lauded for the whole gold classic collection, platinum edition kind of thing that where, you know, there was sort of a cycle that was the 10 rotating years, seven. Yeah. And then, you know, he went over to consumer products. Um, I don't think he made any sort of big waves there. Um, you know, continued the franchise based plat, uh, idea but i think andy mooney started that i don't i don't know i don't know what the big differences are between the andy mooney consumer products and bob chapex consumer products and then at parks you know he executed on bold expansions not typically in brand major um new initiatives i mean adding more cruise ships expanding the parks transform epcot those are all things that i think are big investments but they're not like you know starting disney cruise line or you know building a park in china like he had he's never made those kinds of decisions yet but he's probably had a lot of those kinds of conversations so if you're his advisor and he's just stepped into but what would be your like first piece of advice or or what would you set up for him to kind of you know introduce himself as my first piece of advice would get people around you that aren't yes men. Um, I feel just the way he presents himself, I feel like no one's there telling him he should do a better job at that. I feel like, because the way he claps for himself when he makes announcements is just awkward and weird and someone could just tell him to stop well, and no one seems to have. <laughs> huh. And and I, I, I feel... Like when you're in that position, when you're chairman of a Disney division, or even if you're a president of a park or something like that, vice president of a park, you need to seek out people who will tell you when you're doing something wrong or could improve because people get so awestruck that they don't always give you, they're so afraid of telling you something you don't want to hear. Whether you're able to take it or not, they just, they don't know you well enough to know if you can take the honest feedback. And so they don't because they don't want to offend the head of Disney parks, you know. So you need you need a circle of people you can trust. I think, you know, and it's hard in those these positions to get people who will tell you you're being stupid. Kyle, is there anything he could do to allay your fears? Is there some announcement or some move that could be done that would kind of 
you know, settle you a little bit. Um, well, it's hard now. And I, I don't, and I don't want to make you sound like you're running around like, oh no, Disney's going to, you know, I don't, I don't think no, that no, at I'm all. just <laughs> very aware of what, of what other people are, right, are, are yeah. saying. Um, well, no, it, it's actually interesting because at this point it wouldn't be something from him per se. It would be something from whoever is going to be the new head of parks and experiences. Um, you know, it's just something yeah. that's. Is that a decision that we can point to as being an indic- indic- indicative of his vision, his vision, or is that going to be something that is still Iger shows that? I don't think it's that simple. I think, you know, he'll, they'll work on it together. You know, That's it's awkward. not, it's, it's not, it's not the Right. I, I mean, point. the internet loves finger pointing and then the, nothing's that simple. Like you don't go to work and be like, you have a boss and you're like, I think we should do it this way. I think we should do it that way. You talk it out, you figure it out. These are all normal. I mean, they, they're, they're very rich people, but they're all normal people that go to work and have to make decisions. But I want to be able to say it's Bob's fault and know which Bob I'm talking about. Right. I said you, it's, well, it's definitely Bob's fault. <laughs> One way or the other, it's a Bob's fault. But um, – Oh, fascinating. I, this you is know, really it, interesting. It's really going to be interesting because you know, even when you look at what Bob Chapek did at the parks, what percentage of that's Bob Chapek and what percentage of that's Bob Iger? You'll never know until they, someone writes the book. Yeah, the IP-based ride of a lifetime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice title. Sitting there waiting. I feel like that's like that's our cue to end the show. Um, <laughs> anyone got some last minute thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, no, I just thought it was so fun today. All of a sudden, I was just you know normal day, and then all hands on deck. And next thing I know, everybody, we, everybody at LP, we're pulling in tweets and content and did you see this oh what about that and it was just i don't it was fun it was very exciting lots of adrenaline pumping you know trying to get all the information together and and then obviously all the jokes that we all shared with each other that i won't share here you know that it's just it was a these kinds of days are fun (laughs) <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm there trying to balance out a, a project I'm working on, dealing with getting the news up on Laughing Place with everybody. I mean, I didn't have to do much but because the team was great. And then also getting calls from people, you know, people that we know at Disney and oh, like, totally, trying yeah. to figure that out. And But how did I find out about this? My father called me. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. I was, I was busy working on something, and then I get a call from the secretary who's like, oh, your father's on line 13. And then um, I'm like, I'm too busy. So I asked Doobie to see what it is. And suddenly his eyes grow. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like, I'm trying to work on something else. I'm I'm like, what? Like, and then my father's going back and forth with Doobie. And I'm like, why is Doobie, like, what could possibly this conversation (laughs) be about? And it was, so it was about Bob Iger. Oh, that's fantastic. Kyle, you got anything? <laughs> Try and top no. that. <laughs> well, mine, mine is kind of similar. I was working on something else. And then you called and I'm like, set, rattled off some things. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And of course, at that point, it had already been in our Slack channel long enough that it was already, the actual news was buried. So I had to search for it. I'm like, okay, now, I, now I'm on the same page. Yeah, we'll take care of it. <laughs> well, cool. So I just want to thank a couple people. Um, 
on behalf of Laughing Place, specifically on the Bob Iger stuff, I want to thank Kyle for leading that effort. Get I, I, I was, as I said, I was in the middle of something else I, that couldn't end. So Kyle just ran with it like he always does and got everyone in in a row and made sure it was done well. Um, I want to thank Rebecca for joining us today. She has a great perspective and, uh, I hope she joins us more frequently in the future because it's fun to hear your thoughts. Um, and then on a separate note, um, we were at project the Project Luminous reveal, which I'm sure we'll talk about in detail uh, coming soon. But um, Mike Celestino knocked it out of the park. Oh, uh, just cover, covering, tweeting about it, getting us the news so that we could get it out to you guys um, since the – they they didn't seem starwars.com didn't seem to want to share it right away so um i really appreciate him doing that and then alex who has been working 20 hour days getting our toy fair coverage up um thank him as well so uh there's just a lot of people thank it's been a killer week on laughing place and uh the final people want to thank is you guys for doing all of that. One last announcement. We do have a new star wars podcast uh hosted by mike celestino and a very special guest each week um uh, called Who's the Bosk? B O S S K. It's a great uh, conversation where he talks to a, another Star Wars fan. It's not too in the weeds, um, where it's going to be a four-hour conversation about you know uh, some character I can't even think of. But it's it's a great way to just hear what's going on in Star Wars. First episode was kind of an overview. Second episode we'll be talking about Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and the third episode will be all about Project Luminous. Um, and I know he has a lot of great guests lined up, which are probably not announced yet, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, to give that a chance, who's the boss? Um, we, it's a much better podcast than the one you're listening to right now. For uh, sure. <laughs> so thanks so much, guys, for jumping in last minute. And uh, to Bob Chapek, we wish you the best of luck. And uh, we hope you contribute great things to this organization. Uh, take great care of your cast members and employees. And... Um, leave a creative legacy that will continue to inspire us. Thanks everyone.